Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. Oh. <laughs> Sponsored by Eastern Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to easternroofing.com for more. One. <laughs> I know. I was talking to some of them. Another yeah, one. There you go. So we got that going for us. Danny Kleekskill is with us. Yeah. Little Danny Unleashed. Is it just me? You what does this sound funny? So my head. Oh, it's I don't have. I don't have. No, that's that's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't have my favorite band of all time. I I, I got a ride yeah. to work today. Yeah. Because I'm leaving. My wife's going to pick me up, and we got a big event, the Boots and Pearls event, the benefit right. Alpha Point tonight. Right. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Always a great time. Always a great event. Uh, down at a, a great spot, Jay Rieger. So uh, very Rieger. much looking forward to my uh, Friday evening. But didn't want to have two cars, so I got a ride in here, and I didn't bring my headphones, and I sound weird. Well, you're probably just used to your own headphones. I mean, that's, I guess. that's understandable. I'm, I'm going to take a, fl- a flyer that maybe your headphones might be a little newer. No. They're not? I older. take great pride in my headphones. My headphones, it's why I tell people about the headphones around here. My headphones were given to me. Ed, when I worked at Sportsman Radio Network between 1996 and 1999, everybody complained about the headphones. That the headphones were crap, the headphones sucked. So they went around and bought us all brand new headphones and said, that's it. They're yours. Take them with you. Do whatever you want. When those are when those go to crap, it's on you. And I've been wearing the same ones ever since. Well, they're probably really good headphones. Yeah, they're, they're the same model same as this. Model. The Sony's. The Sony's the industry standard, which have been around for. I just so don't long. wrap they're, the cord. If you and go I don't back, throw them around. And, if you go back and look at the movie uh, Talk Radio, Eric Bogosian. Mm-hmm. The headphones he wears, that was 88. That was Oliver Stone's uh, pr- first 26 movie. 28, 26 years, let's yeah. call it, for sure. Oliver Stone's first movie, this is 36 years ago. He's wearing the exact same headphones that we're all wearing in the studio. That's how good these have been. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was my thing. Anyway, I forgot him. Used and it to just sounds different. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Same style, but different. Anyway, Danny Klinkscale, proudly brought to you by Easton Roofing, uh, who has partnered with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Now a portion of every job at Easton Roofing goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters. You can give back to the community just by getting the best roofing company in Kansas City over to your home, over to your business, whether it's commercial or residential. Easton Roofing is the best. Uh, they can offer turnkey solutions for any kind of business owner, uh, property manager, including parking plans, scheduling, safety plan, and warranty expectations up front. There's no guessing with Easton Roofing. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. We can't use all these parking spots? No, that never happens. You know exactly how the job is going to go when you work with Easton Roofing. Why? They're the best. Estimates always free. No payment collected until you're 100% satisfied. Find Easton Roofing online right now at EastonRoofing.com. It is Danny Unleashed. Danny, how are you, buddy? Doing fine. I have a nice event of my own this evening. Oh, We're going to see going? Uh, Marty Stewart at the Folly Theater. Okay. A famous guitar player who actually, the first time we saw him, my wife was on the board of the Folly Theater, and we kind of just went to the, some of the shows sometimes just because of that. Yeah, because cause you can get in for free. And and I had, you like no, to prance no, around with no, the, we had, you, you were, the you board was, member? No, you were expected sort of to buy the tickets. Oh, know, okay. And, and so we'd go, and... And that was really the only reason the first time we saw Marty Stewart that I, that I went and saw him, because I'd heard of him. He's you know, session obviously. legend, Johnny Cash. Oh, and and he was Lester so, Platt. so fantastic that we haven't missed him since. Wow. This will be the fourth That's time we've seen show. him, and he 
He plays with a band called the Fabulous Superlatives, and they are all esteemed Nashville cats as well. So it's a really cool, really, really cool thing. That's very cool. And he's get, a, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if you get the chance to meet him, probably don't say, hey, the first time I saw you was just because my wife had to drag me along. <laughs> it's an icebreaker is what it is, Danny. Uh, I probably at some point would have seen him because since then, subsequently, I've found out so much about him, and he's a historian and has a museum. And uh, I mean, yes, he's he's country music legend. He was for, famous when he was thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. He okay. played in Johnny Cash's band when well, he was he, thirteen. He's only sixty-five, and he was <laughs> he, and he toured with Johnny. That's that tells you how young he was right. then. Yeah, yeah. prodigy. That's and now impressive. he plays with you know Billy Strings and people like that. So I mean, it's cool. I, I can't wait. It's going to be great. So. Uh, can you? Uh, are you in a can't wait? Uh, mode when it comes to Royals baseball this year? I'm in a can't-wait mode for baseball in general, and I think the Royals are going to be a better team, a better product, how, how and an interesting product. How concerned are you with the see-through pants that the players are wearing this year? Well, I don't Have think... you heard this drama? Yes. I don't think we should the get... Jerseys and the pants. I don't the think pants we should get worst. too concerned about it because it appears... To which NFL players said, have you ever seen an NFL game? <laughs> like the whole 70s, all you saw was a guy's, you know, jock. Right. Like, like They've been wearing see-through pants uh, for 100 years. I don't think we should get our panties in a wad over yeah. this because the players are complaining so much that it looks like they're going to change them before the season starts. Uh, no. I just I, I thought that was comedic yeah. when I was hearing how it all was. They all loved it at the All Star Game last mm-hmm. year, and now no. And the the uh-huh. only people who love it, for the record, are the people who are In Nike shape. employees. Oh. Yeah, Mike Trout said he loved him. I think he's a Nike employee. Oh, is he? I think. Okay. Yeah, that, apparently, okay. that those are the only guys who are coming out and I saying, you know, "Oh, these are great." You know, well, nice. a lot know? of other guys are saying they don't fit. I'm going to split them. Yeah, but are they all just <laughs> yeah. Mizuno and no, guys no. that are just ripping it because it's yeah. not their company? They were saying that the that any uniform that had like a 44 on the back, the thing kind of hung odd, looked like it was an amateur, and also like it was something that you they, they you sent also, away for and maybe did yourself. They all said it was like. You know, knockoff. They look like knockoff yeah. jerseys. You know, yeah. like replicas. Replicas. These are like replicas, and and I guess the names are smaller. A lot of times, the numbers are smaller. Guy on the Cubs said, "This isn't Cubby Blue. Cubby Blue is a color." Well, have you seen the powder blue of the Royals? It's anywhere from turquoise to Carolina blue. <laughs> right. It, it, apparently, they, I mean, I was looking at the Roy- I was looking at one of the guys I was talking to, which I love the Royal Spring Training hats this year. They're the powder blue with a blue brim, and they're not snapbacks and they're not mesh. It looks like it's almost like a graph paper design, like hmm. small. Mm-hmm. You'll have to see them when they when they they come out. But I love the hat. But I was looking at it, the hat. Blue did not match the shirt blue, the powder blue. I mean, that's a tough thing to match when they're different fabrics. What are you, the Cowboys? Right? Oh, God, so the, don't get me started with the Cowboys. I pants. mean, and these, the thing is, what you're, what you're going to do also is you're going to hurt your merchandising if you've got a bunch of players seeing these things suck and they look like replicas and there are three different tiers of them and, and supposedly, you know, the, the, the one, the the high-end ones are what people would spend the most money for. And if the players are saying these look like replicas, nobody's going to buy those, the good ones. Sure they will. And they'll just it will them. hurt sales, but I, there are there are, there are people that will buy them. I, I didn't mean nobody would do I, it, but I mean, I think it will hurt sales. But yeah. uh, I th- apparently Tony Clark has been complained to so much, head of the Players Association, that 
it seems like they're going to do something about it maybe before the season. So, um, well, good. I'm glad oh, we that is a good look. I'm, I'm, I got a shot of one. Let me see. Of course, you move it. He meant the, the Royals hat. The Royals oh, hat. Yeah. You like the hat? Yeah, the Royals yeah, hat's great. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I like, I like that. I uh, did a good job on this. I don't know that every team's hat's great. Padres are wearing yellow hats, which I kind of like. Yeah, they have yellow in their history. And also yeah. the jersey, uh, instead of saying Padres, not says Chico's Bail Bonds, but, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Hey. That might inspire some sales. That's different. I would buy one. Yeah. I mean, people buy Chico's Bail Bonds now. jerseys now. Now. Just because exactly. of what it means. Uh, do you know what Chico's Bail Bonds is? It's a child. Right. you got to deal with that. When they remade the movie, what was it when... Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, when Billy Bob Thornton... Which was good, actually. It was It was good. It wasn't as good, What are they? They had something other than Chico's Bail Bonds. They had... Uh, can't remember. It was, was it a different liquor sponsor. store or something? I don't remember what it was. I don't know. But, yeah. Bad News Bears. Yeah. That was the sponsor on the Bad News Bears Bad team on their, uniform. on their uniform. Chico's Bail Bonds. So, you know. Of course... It always brings a, a tear to the, the eye ba- of Tommy Moe. Basically, the Bad News Bears remake just had uh, Billy Bob Thornton replaying Bad Santa, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> he had a type <laughs> right. at it, that point it in his worked. career. It worked uh, that, that he was he was going with. Yeah. Uh, no, but where is your level of excitement for the Royals, Danny? I think for it's, this edition it, of the Royals. I think, I think it's pretty high. Uh, I think they've done so. It'll be what it makes it is interesting. And interesting to analyze why they're doing what they're doing as well, because, I mean, you can make a, a, a case in a bad division that the Royals could be contenders, but it seems more like they're just tired of being terrible. And so they've spent quite a bit of money to get professional players who are likely to be the back of their baseball card and at least be competent. And then if it doesn't go right, then you have... A, some sales, uh, you know, trade chips. So I am intrigued by it, but I heard you yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, saying yesterday with Frank, saying that if they're truly going to be something surprising and really exciting, it's the people that they are, have been trying to develop and bring along who have to step forward. You, just, you agree? I do. I do agree. I mean, I think they can get a level of competence with the additions that they've made. And those are upgrades, and as I said, but Michael Walker's not going to go win the Cy Young Award in all likelihood. So what you need is some of the young guys to, you know, Bobby Witt to be what he was last year, borderline, but, I mean, an MVP candidate. And, you know, some of the other guys, but he's already kind of done it. I mean, if he just replicates what he did last year, you, you wouldn't have any problem with that. You, you hope that he takes yet another step to becoming one of the very best, but... It's Vinny Pasquantino and Brady Singer or people like that who or Daniel Lynch surprising and finally realizing something that's going to be the difference between them being a, a competent team that can go win 70 plus games or a team that's, you know, above 500 by a handful of games. And that's good enough to be in contention in what I think is an improving division, but still not a good division. Who improved? I think the Tigers are going to be better. I think the Tigers will be better. Who right. else improved? And I think the the Royals improved. I think the Royals improved. Everybody else got worse. The White Sox are terrible. I think the Twins took a slight step back, but I think that's probably offset. But I think I think the Tigers are coming, and I think the Guardians organization has proved enough that I I heard your 
analogy, which I thought was a good one, that they're in neutral on an uphill road and they might take a little step back. But they've they've you all, like that. I did slight uh, incline. Yeah, so just slide, roll yeah, a little slide, bit backwards. Slight incline. Um, sort of like you know driving in the snow in upstate New York with with you know four wheel drive. You go up a hill and just slide backwards. Yeah, which I saw one time. I was going to West Point and I was driving up a hill and. All these cars are just sliding backwards past me. I was lucky enough to have better enough. The car wasn't good, but the tires were. No, there you go. So anyway, I think the Guardians are a good organization. So I, I, but they are over. They've got to try to overcome the loss of probably baseball's best or one of the best managers of a, our generation. So uh, that that'll be interesting too. But they proved a lot. I mean, they they were. They were good with the youngest team in baseball two years ago, and they were pretty good again last year. So if they were surprisingly good, would anybody be surprised? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be shocked by. I wouldn't be shocked with anybody winning this division, but the White Sox. But I'd be wouldn't be shocked. I'd be surprised if the Royals won it. Then mm-hmm. any one of the other three, you know, could happen. Yes, but you don't see. Them going out and winning, any of these teams going out and win 95, 96 games, especially with the balanced schedule. So just, you know, Frank said it, I've said it for several years. If you're going to be half-assed this year, at least don't do it at the start. I agree with that. <laughs> just just for yeah. a variety of reasons, bad, not just for the bo- vote. But, but, can, but can we agree, like, because it's an interesting choice of words, half-assed, because... This was not a half-assed offseason. No. They stated, here's what we want to do, and he checked every single box. I sat there and listening maybe to more. him. Yeah. I, I said, well, he did way more than I thought he was going to be able to get done. I sat there listening to J.J. Piccolo talk about, we want two starting pitchers. We need to find a bat. And, and Hunter Renfro, I'm optimistic, can bounce back, but that may end up being disappointing, and that may be the one where we go, well, they spent some money, but he was really done. And that's right. the one thing he didn't get done. He, he, You know, I assume there was probably – a little bit higher shelf he wanted to grab from, and he ended up with Hunter Renfro. I right, think there's right, a ba- is he Lucas Duda. Yeah, I, I think I think I think there might be a, a bounce back potential there for him. I think he's going to play better right field. I had somebody reach out to me uh, from in baseball said he's a better defender than anybody gives him credit for. Loved his clubhouse presence. Um, so I'm optimistic even that will be you know worthwhile. But you know to, to come out there at the end of the season and say I need two pitchers, I need a bat, and I need some bullpen weapons for my manager, and then to go get four. Four veteran relievers, two veteran starting pitchers, Hunter Renfro. Uh, I, I, you know, when it started with Hampson, we're like, really, this is it. But now Hampson's like the, you know, seventh biggest right. signing. But, You're like, okay, that just happened and, to be and, first, and, and extend Bobby Witt Jr. And then when it looked like you were done, you still went out and got Scriber. Right. And Adam and then Razor. today, they and signed Austin Nola to a major league contract. Which is a 40-man contract, which most yeah. people think he's still, he may be in AAA or just depth in case somebody goes down. Yeah. He has an option, I think. Yeah. I believe yeah. he worked with Waka, Waka and Lugo on a year ago with San Diego, but... but is that going to be the is that going to be the catchphrase when those two guys are both great? We've got Waco for the next two nights. <laughs> Sure. He said it inadvertently. But yeah. I did. That's true. Uh, no, I just, you know, did you hear my conversation with Michael Walker? I did not. I you heard know, Seth Lugo. You but... know what my final four was? One of my final fours I was so proud of? Are you a Fozzie Bear fan? 
And he goes, yeah, I am. Absolutely. Yes, I am. And I was like, you know, I'm asking. He goes, yeah. I go, did you get that a lot as a kid? Waka, waka, waka. You know, because that was Fozzie Bear's catchphrase from the uh, Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. You know who Fozzie Bear is? Yeah. No. Jeez. He was he was on bad he was in bad news bears. He played center field. <laughs> Lupus and Wright and, and Fozzie Bear. And you know the thing ah. is they remake just about everything. So I'm surprised that they you haven't seen well, a lot they, of these I think, things. I think he would have been too old to go see when they put, they put him, the Muppet movies back out like a year like ten years ago or something. Right. He was probably just too old then, and he missed the first. Well, movie. yeah, but soon they'll. Be another Muppet yes. movie. Go yes. Waka. Who wants to hear a funny ass joke? I don't think that's <laughs> from. What's I think that? that's from Family, family Guy. Guy? Okay. Family Guy. Yeah, it's Michael Clark Duncan. Waka Waka. Who wants to hear a funny ass joke? Oh, I think it's Bo Peep's Gentleman's Club. Was the was, the was that what it was? Okay, the, the, I knew I knew it was something uh, like that. Um, anyway, so yes, I I I'm intrigued, and I think that any Royals fan should be. Least, I don't know what you would more you would want. I they, mean, but they, but they, they blocked. Uh, I don't have the. Uh, who's the Baylor kid? The twenty-seven-year-old kid. <laughs> the uh, oh. what? What I get most are like we're back in prospect hound days. Like when it's like, how could you give up Will Myers? I uh, everybody was losing their mind because they uh, they made that that move. Well, and then like, people were a little upset. We gave up. You know, like, who who they give up? Samad Taylor for it's like oh Samad Taylor. Go oh, they they signed like I was listening to Joe Sheehan, right? He was on the podcast with me and Randy on the Coffin Corner podcast. He's like, I don't know. I think Samad Taylor is just as good as Garrett Hampson. So what does it matter then? <laughs> right. Like you're not telling me Samad Taylor was going to be. You know, a star. So, what does it matter then? Like, at least one's got a track record of hitting in the big leagues. The other one never has. You know, like, well, you know, Adam Frazier, like, where's Nick Lofton going to play? Well, what the hell out of Nick Lofton's minor league career tells you, oh, this guy's going to be a star? Hey, what do you think of the Royals' development? They can't develop anybody. And then the same guy turns around and goes, I can't believe you're blocking the prospects. Right. Well, which is it? What I mean, I think that when you're terrible, the only thing is if you're a really good fan, of the team, and the team is terrible. The only thing you have to cling to is looking. At, well, we, we just lost our seventh in a row. Who's hitting in North, Northwest Arkansas? I mean, that's all you have. It's the well, equivalent of looking at the draft in October. Listen, I, there's a reason why Nick Lofton bought a first baseman's mitt this offseason. And most of it is that because at age 23 and 24, he plied his trade at AAA and produced a in 22, 216-283-59 slash for 639 overall. Did improve in his second go-round. And that was at the end of 22. He got to be at 424 bats in AA where he slashed 267-352-419. Again, not, not 950, 771 as a 23-year-old in AA. And then did what I said he did in AAA. And then last year was a 24-year-old in AAA, which is not ancient. It's not filler. But you're leaving prospect status real soon at 24 years old. No, that should be your... That should be her last go round, right? In AAA. And he went two seventy three forty four four forty four for an OPS of seven eighty eight. Again, not nine fifty, no. not a thousand fifty, not dominating. Seven eighty eight is right about acceptable. You can knock about uh, to I mean, me, and then and that's major league. Yes, rule acceptable. of thumb, you probably knock a hundred points off that, and that's the guy he's going to be. And yet, uh, when you know Hampson was brought, I was like, well, where does Nick Lofton play? Well, what did, what did you think he was going to do? 
Like, if you're on record as saying, like, oh, this is a disaster because that's Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Kenny well, Lofton. Stand up and be counted. Kenny like, Lofton I care about. <laughs> I, I just I don't get how you can be beating the drum about how bad the system is and then bitch when the players that make up this bad system, you've decided, don't get more at-bats. Yeah. Like, it's one or the other, folks. I mean. I mean, the general manager is just saying, we don't have a top 100 prospect. We'll knock five rungs off our own ratings. Yeah, he, he said we, we got us at like fourteen, fifteen. What? So we'd take we always deduct five and say we're like nineteen. He said so we're twenty. The bottom of the third. bottom of the middle bottom of the third. top third. Bottom yeah. of the middle third. Right. I was like, okay, and he's like, and we got to make that better. And I, by the way, I, I appreciate that when a guy acknowledges the shortcomings. But it, it it also is early enough in his tenure that he can be really sort of. Although he was part of it, it wasn't his. I, I will tell you. Those drafts weren't in, as with him as general manager. J.J. Piccolo, and this may be his fatal flaw. It may be why he gets fired as a general manager. Because he's, he doesn't have any conniving in him whatsoever. And maybe you can't be a great GM unless you can kind of connive and construct a way to screw other teams or something. Like, J.J. Piccolo doesn't have it within himself to spin something like love his players too much, overrate him, yes, and he acknowledges it and says that's why we ding ourselves five spots. Right? Is he going to think more? He said, absolutely. You always think more of your own guys. He said, and we try to do a good job of saying if he's wearing another uniform, will we like him this much? And usually you're like, no. I think he also knows that in the long term, if you are a conniver, you know, that might work for a little while, but then nobody's going to want to deal with you. You know, (laughs) You mean as a other other GMs in baseball? Yeah, you know, yeah. They, you're not going to be able so to make any deals. Like, well, you just you, we, you sent us that guy who, who had a bad elbow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, it's like online your your, your dealer rating or your merchant he, rating. He, he is did he one did star. seemingly fleece the Cubs and Rangers. Oh, the Rangers won a world championship with Aroldis Chapman, so they probably right. will give nothing back. But they gave up Cole Reagans to rent Aroldis Chapman. Right, and they did win the World Series. They did, so, and, and so they're happy with winning the, the, the Heat. But that is, you know, if, that if, is, if he's, he's Frank Clark. That's what I was just saying. That's the Frank Clark MBS. <laughs> well, the, no, the deal sucked, but it was part of the equation to. Right. He made that one know. play, remember? Yeah, when we won. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get to some football next. With Danny Christian Cologne got that hit. Little Danny Unleash. <laughs> God, yes, I do. <laughs> Stunning development. Uh, he's brought to you by Easton Roofing. Did you know the most exclusive roofing manufacturers, uh, commercial roofing manufacturers in the country, only work with the best? That company here in Kansas City is Easton Roofing. Uh, only supplying the very best are companies like Elevate, Gayco, Carlisle, Jam. When you have the best materials, you can write a warranty of up to 30 years on a commercial flat roof. Easton Roofing can do that because they are the company that works with the very best. Only a handful of companies across the entire country can say that. If your business needs a new roof or you've got questions, Remember, inspection estimates, they're always free with Eastern Roofing. No payment collected. Until you're 100% satisfied, call 913-257-5426 or go online to EastonRoofing.com. All right, the good sense. End of the hour answer. More than 50 years later, he still holds a single-season record for being hit by pitch. Who is he? Um, Greg Biggio. Nope. No. He is it Robin Ventura? Man. Wait, how long did you say? 15. More than 50 years. Oh, 50, 50 years. years. This happened oh. in 1971. 
Who? Uh, hang on, I know who this Louis is. Appalachia? Hold on. No. Nope. Eddie Murray got hit a lot, but that's too far back for him. Um, played. Uh, Ricky fit, got hit a lot. 15, sorry. Played north of the border. A J or an Expo? Huh? Probably an Expo. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I, I'm, 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 oh, I know. Tim Foley. Nope. No? Must he stop? Nope. Might be in the family tree of the Chiefs ownership group. He's not, but he's not. Last name. Just in the name. Hunt. Something. Ron Hunt. Ron. Oh, I was never. Hunt. Ever amazingly, that. you look at his career. Well, amazingly, I've never heard of. He has a higher career war than Bobby Bonilla, which is Bobby Bonilla is not very bad. When, when did Bobby Bonilla was actually become, a pretty good player? Yeah, thirty-two point seven war. He's uh, played from nineteen sixty-three to nineteen seventy-four. He has 15 more than the next highest total. Don Baylor was hit yeah, 35 times. Yeah, Don Baylor times. was who I was thinking until you said the years. Yeah, Baylor was hit 35 times in 1986. Craig Biggio, second highest, 34 back in 1997. But Ron Hunt was hit 50 times. I think the most amazing Craig... What did he do? Did he face, like, no Nolan Ryan? Just didn't care. Most wild? Like, I guess. Well, Ryan was, got him 22 times in yeah, four appearances he just, or something? He was a, he, he was a leadoff t- or second hitter who just didn't care. He wanted to get hit. So his quote was, some people give their bodies to science. I give mine to baseball. <laughs> That's not bad. To me, the most amazing... Uh, baseball's most amazing stats is Craig Biggio, who went an entire season once without hitting into a double play, and he's right-handed. Yeah. No, he's wow. a good player. I, I I didn't realize we were uh, no. not giving Craig Biggio enough credit no. all these years that you felt the need to come in here <laughs> on a Friday long after his career's over and Adam, stick up for him. I think he Adam has SKU the, basketball. Danny has the uh, Astros. I think he – I have nothing. The uh, I think Biggio has the, – the reason I thought of it, I think he has the career record maybe for getting hit by a pitch. He might have passed Baylor. I, I, I think maybe he does. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, is that enough, Biggio? We've, yeah. We, we rambled on about your Marty Stewart for five minutes. Now yeah. five more minutes on Craig Biggio. Not that uh, we ever don't else? take any tangents on this show. Never. Right. Never. never. Eyes on the prize. Uh, dedicated. Focused uh, to where we want to go. Good sense. We just gave it away right there. They're dedicated to giving you the best sandwich you can have. It's good food that makes good sense. Get it tonight. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com. Party trays, always a great option as well. Uh, 35 years in business, uh, making those delicious subs on the uh, pillowy soft bread, plus delicious pastas, cookies. And uh, don't forget, on March 1st, get an 8-inch turkey sub for three fifty. On March 22nd, three fifty off uh, on order of $25 or more. So order online or on the app with the uh, code WHB to enjoy those savings. Uh, and uh, you will thank me later. Uh, you can uh, do that right now. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com. Join that loyalty program. Start earning free food today at Good Sense. Uh, Danny, Chris Jones, Legereus Need, the cap's even higher. No brainer, right? Whatever it costs, you got to sign them, right? No. Thank God. Okay. No, I don't. So I was laying it on pretty heavy there. I was hoping you were picking up on uh, that. Right, well, like we can end the show on a high note. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you Monday. The, uh, no, I, I think that. You know, if they don't sign Legereus Sneed, I think Chris Jones maybe comes back into the potential equation. But it all depends on Chris Jones. I mean, if Chris Jones is out to get every last dollar, then there's no reason you should even think what about, about it. What about Legereus Sneed sitting there on a podcast oh, he, saying, he, pay me, I, pay me, pay me? That's that's a little more understandable. I mean, Really? Than Chris Jones? Yeah, because Chris Jones is 
made a lot of money for quite a while now, okay. and okay, Lavarius Need hasn't hasn't even had one big contract. I thought yet. you were talking about like from a uh, just a playing. A performance standpoint. No, no, I, no think, I see what you're saying. And also, luxurious need is younger, and uh, there's a there's a great variety of reasons not to sign Chris Jones. But if you could, but I'm I'm still of the I don't think Chris Jones would have gone through all this rigmarole just to this time sign for less than market value. <laughs> that doesn't, you know. If, he could have done that last time and gotten a long-term contract that was really big money, but not the kind of big money he wanted. But he didn't. So I, now I don't think he's just going to, you know, buckle down and say, "Oh, sure, I'll sign for two for forty or something like that." Um, were you in here when we were talking about this? Do you know how many playoff sacks he has? I was in here, and okay. he has so two and a half. So I'm going to chew on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's fine. He's, he's two got and two and a half playoff I'll let everybody sacks. think real quick how many playoff games he's been in. Well, he's probably. 20! Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Mahomes has been in 18, so. I, I, I hate, like, you get put in this. Like, I was painted this way by Corey Anderson, because Corey Anderson was like, sign Chris Jones, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And, you know, they signed him, and they've won. Well, no doubt. They've done a fantastic job. But now he's four years older. Okay? And. My point in bringing this up is not that Chris Jones is not a good player. He's a fantastic player. And it's certainly not the only way to gauge defensive linemen is by sacks because it's not. But I do want to point out he has recorded a sack in just two of the 20 playoff games he's played. And if you want to cherry pick the very best way to view it, you could say, well, he's gotten better with age. He's had two and a half sacks in his last six playoff games. Which is a good pace. And the gentleman, Big Jacks, who said... Well, Chris Jones, he made that play in the Super Bowl where the receiver was wide open. He was unblocked. Right. He didn't make a play. He just didn't fall down. He just didn't get surprised by the fact he wasn't being blocked. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, that was a mistake by the Chris, opposition. I'm not taking anything away from Chris Jones either, but let's not, just because you win championships and guys are part of it. I mean, Chris Jones isn't fitted to this conversation, but we were just talking about Christian Cologne or MVS, or and they made a play. MVS fell on his ass and caught the ball, you know, I'm, <laughs> at the end of the game. And he fell on his ass because his quarterback realized if I put it out on his right. hands where he could score, right. he'll drop it. Yeah, so let me throw it, it here sure. where he can fair catch it with his body, right. and we'll get out of here with a win. Right, exactly. Now, Chris Jones is obviously not that, but... The Chiefs won. Chris Jones was part of it. He's a good player. But do you want to be a good team in the long term? Uh, Yes. I mean, history, that's what Big Jack's talked about. Three in a row hasn't been done. But somebody else will probably do it. And or the Chiefs probably won't. I don't know. The Chiefs probably won't. And people need to understand that. And signing Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to do it. Because it just means you walk on everybody else. You walk on Gay, you walk on Tranquil, you walk on Donovan Smith, you walk on, you and then, know. And then you don't do it. and You walk on Mike Edwards, and, you know. And then you're, in a couple of years down the line, you're you're the Rams. And now the Rams have done a really good job of circling back and you know, recovering from that. But they had to go through some pain that the Chiefs fans, I, I it's a, it'll probably be funny. I mean, we don't want to deal with it, but. Say you do do the, do this, and two years from now the Chiefs are missing the playoffs. I mean, can you imagine the shock and awe going on among the fan base? Fire everyone! Oh, they they were. Remember all the 
drama after they lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game two years ago? Yeah. I mean, now they're even was... now they're even more spoiled. You had you had drama, which is great. It's good to be spoiled. Yes, absolutely. Post post Bengals loss, it was drama because the enemy yelled too much, and then post Raiders loss this year, it was drama because Nagy didn't yell enough. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy wouldn't take that so crap. Let's, let's let's circle. Let's bring it right home. Do you want to be the Royals? I mean, it's a different sport, uh, obviously, and the Royals are a small market team. But I mean, I don't think anybody in 2016 thought the Royals were going to suck historically for a half a decade. No. And how quickly did they just say, "Oh, are the Royals by the, playing by the way, tonight?" By the way, it's it's they. Competed in sixteen and seventeen, but a little, yeah. No, they competed. I, I, I vehemently object. They were five hundred, and they were right. eighty and eighty-two, and they were less than five games out in the month of September. And they were making trades to go for it in seventeen. They didn't work, right? But they were making moves to go for it, right? All on the idea of like, well, you got to go for it. Well, they went for it, and, and they, they traded and they away kept, guys that would have softened the blow. And and they kept guys around longer than they yeah. should have. So. Oh, you can't get rid of Salvi. Huh. Okay, he can drive the bus to 100 losses, sure, because <laughs> that's what he's done. Exactly. Have you enjoyed it? I don't know. The stands don't say you have because you've not been going. If you have, you've gone as a disguised yourself as a blue seat. The funny thing is, if the Chiefs don't win next year, regardless of what they do with Chris Jones, people will, there will be a group that will say that's why they didn't win. If they sign him and the offense is, well, they shouldn't have signed him. If they don't sign him and they don't win, if they'd signed Chris Jones, they would have won. If they don't win, regardless of what their decision on this thing, it is wrong. But, and listen, and they, they're probably not going to win, as all, you said. They're all highly paid, and they all signed up for it. I'm not right. asking anyone to shed a tear, but like, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. First and foremost, those that know the sport understand that you're, at best, 5-1 to one underdogs and, to oh, win it in oh, any so given year. Fans have had a, a big neon sign put in front of them named Tyreek Hill that they've already done it. Every you know, and, he's, and it's not like... He's gone off and not been very good without Patrick Mahomes. He's the best receiver in football still. But you won without him. And went through him to get one of your titles. <laughs> yeah. For two years. Twice. Both years. Yeah. So, I mean, and Ty- sorry, Tyree kills a more impactful player than Chris Jones. I agree. 100%. 100%, 100% agreement on that. 1,000%. Yeah. In fact, I will tell you that if you'd done it my way and walked on Chris Jones back in 19, you might still have Tyree Kill here. You might. Part of the reason, when they made the decision to keep Chris Jones, that was the day they knew they were going bye-bye with Tyree Kill mm-hmm. when the contract came up the next time. And which would be better? How would you be a better team? You can debate it both ways. It's not lunacy to be like, they were better. They defense needed it. You know, Okay. I'll take yeah. the number one offense. And because it's, it's tough to tell. Tyreek Hill seems to be one happy man down in Florida. He's got all his money. He's, he's not. He's in Florida. He's in Miami. He seen, that seems to suit him just fine. Oh yeah, I listen. And he has a ring. Him. And he has a ring. And you know, he doesn't have three, but he has one. Almost. He's gonna put some more. He's got more than that, but you know, he's got less than that too. There's all <laughs> kinds of jokes that I, I don't know. Right. Oh, he's. 
He's got a hole I mean, in his Ty- house, and he's Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of payments he's got to make. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't think, and I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to turn into. It doesn't seem likely he's going to turn into. Tra- well, Travis Kelsey's still kind of Travis Kelsey, but as far as being a professional and those things, he's grown up some. Tyreek Kill doesn't seem like a candidate to be a wizened veteran at 33 who's given out sage advice to young wide receivers of how to grow up and be responsible. This doesn't seem likely. Uh, by the I, way, by the way, who cares? He's great. Keep the matches away from the kids. Yeah, by the way, advice. he was uh, early at the end of the year. Right. Time, football's a young man's game. Right. And, like, that's this league is going to quickly the, – the running back thing is real. And people are going, wait, why, why are we signing corners again? Chiefs don't do it. Why, why are we signing these linebackers? Chiefs don't do it. Like, Nick Bolton's going to be a real test. Well, I think even more, even more, as players get bigger and faster and stronger, even more you want them younger. Yeah. They're just going to get hurt that much. They're going against other players who are that much better athletes than there were five years ago and eight years ago and whatever. And I'll just go down to the sidelines of an NFL football game sometime and watch the 75 car wrecks we have per game. <laughs> and, you know, at real speed. Football is it looks like a, a almost a lovely game on television compared to what it really is. <laughs> Down close, you know. It's a, there's an artistic level to it that when you're down on the field, it is mayhem. <laughs> Needed a camera to see what I actually was saying. You probably kind of heard what I was going for, but I mean, it is. It's it's, it's scary. Oh, I agree. <laughs> so somebody's like, oh, that guy. He's not tough. Did he walk on an NFL field? Yeah. He's oh, tough. he just he just ducked. And I'm guilty of it too. I didn't like when Tyreek Hill took the first train out of bounds on all those out, you know out patterns. I mean he he could. How many times could he have made like three, four more yards? And he was like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out okay here at that. the 38 yard line. That's because. If you're on the sidelines and, and you know, four guys and, and some guy gets blasted at the sideline, it's scary. Oh, I mean, it's I like, agree. whoa, get away, oh, run away, <laughs> run away. More with Danny next. He's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing online at EastonRoofing.com. Kansas City's very best, whether it's your home or your business. Let Joe Spiker and his team do for you what they've done for me, what they've done for Danny. Uh, Easton Roofing online at EastonRoofing.com. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. College basketball? College basketball or sporting? <laughs> Which do you want? College basketball. No, we do sporting. Sporting plays. It's sporting. Sporting starts tomorrow. Danny and that's, that's probably enough. Sporting Eastern starts Ruben. tomorrow. They do start tomorrow night, and I love it. Right. I, I love when sporting's playing. I love the, right. the games. How good are they going to be this year? I think step they're back be, or step I, forward? I think they're going to be – I think they're going to – well, it's weird because they made a playoff run, but I think they're going to play way better in the regular season. They're healthy and so on and so forth. Went to the press conference yesterday. Peter Vermees, as always, impressive. He's got the healthiest team he thinks he's had in a long, long time. A couple of injuries. Kyrie Shelton and uh, and Deme are hurt for a few weeks, but he's, he's – He's excited. Are about you his surprised team. Kyrie Shelton's still on this team? Eh, a little, but I think he's probably one of those players that maybe we, maybe coaches and other players, 
appreciate more. He holds up the ball. He never scores. I mean, I got a buddy that <laughs> I'm already waiting for the text. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, it's coming. Well, right. he does, he, he's not going to score. So just realize. Now, that, why would you expect that from a six foot three inch guy <laughs> who plays up front? Yeah, he's going to hold the ball up, and the guys around him are going to be the ones who have to score when he plays. That's what he is, okay. and, I, and I guess they appreciate that. So playoffs. Oh, well, everybody makes the playoffs. No, but, not not sporting. It was about to be three out of four years if 60, they didn't make it this 60%, year. 60%, but okay. they've expanded it. And, and Peter Vermees, I asked him a question about it. He said, you know, yes, I want to be a, an outstanding team, but in this league, you got to peak. So I think he wants both. He's a coach. I want to win every game. But, you know, it's, a, it's not what soccer is around the world. It's a playoff sport, just like in every other American yeah. sport. So, you know, they can have an outstanding season and you know, lose two out of three. Or whichever playoff format they're going to use this year, we don't know. Uh, will Dennis Gates oh. survive a new athletic director? Desiree Reed-Francois moving on this week to Arizona. Always enjoy my I, chats with her. I, I, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I never got one. Dude. I was happy to hear Gabe Yarman say that she talked to him all the time because Gabe's on the beat right. day after day after day. But well, we one uh, time almost got a time. I, 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 this is a research project that even Curtis probably doesn't want. Mm. You know, a lot of times I'll see a team that's popping up and playing well, and I'll and I'll just say, "Oh, Washington State. They beat Arizona last night. They're nineteen and four. They're in first place. They are. They're in yeah. first place. And the, who's their coach? And then I looked the guy up. And Would I you rather up. have Washington State and Oregon State in this league or Central Florida and West Virginia in the Big 12? Oh, yeah, the Pac-12 teams. I would. I'd, yeah. But, they, you know, that, that wasn't the way the dynamics went. So, anyway, I look at that, and I'm like, and, and you, these guys who are good, they've been good. This guy coached at Columbia. He was the only winning coach in the history of Columbia. Anyway, my point is. How many really good coaches or coaches that you want to lead your program had a good year their first year and then nothing? Well, the it's second a bizarre... year, nothing. Zippo. But it, it, this is—it's not the kind of arc that you. I mean, expect, say, you listen, look at. I'll give you—I'll give you the best example, and it's Hubert Davis, who in his first year played for the national championship and was up eighteen in the second half of the national championship game, and then didn't make the tournament his second year at North Carolina. Now he's bounced back this year with a at time top five and generally top ten. He may have fallen out of that. They now, didn't but, go. Yeah, I looked back and there were there were about fifteen, <laughs> but it was a big step back. There were like fifteen or sixteen teams in the last thirty years that that went winless in a power conference. The the most wins that team had the previous year in conference was eight. They had eleven last year. The fewest, you mean? The, the, no, the most wins that like what would they fall to zero from? Yeah, right. The right. highest peak they fell from was, was eight, eight wins. Eight. Almost yeah. everyone else was like four or five. Team, no team, one's gone from eleven wins to nothing. What they do the next year? I, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't ba- look at that. I'm not bailing on Dennis Gates, but how, how, I think it's on the table. Right? I think it's totally on the table. A really good basketball coach that you want to lead your program should be able to squeeze a few wins out of even the worst team. <laughs> I think so too. I, I think Missouri's better than. K State personnel. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> no, you don't hear me screaming and yelling the other way. So, I think, so he, he, let's put it this way: he's got something to prove next year, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Who was the last number one overall pick in the NFL draft? Who was not a quarterback, edge rusher, or offensive tackle? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.